the Portland Trailblazers made some tinker type moves before the trade deadline, but did they become better? I, Aaron Fentress, say yes. He, Craig Burnback, says no. We will talk about the Blazers' acquisitions and also talk about how the West just got stronger because stars are flying all over the place and landing on Western Conference teams, but not in PDX. Once again, the Blazers are getting shut out from acquiring a big name. They made some little itty-bitty moves that helped them a little bit, but the West just got deeper and stronger. We're going to break it all down for you. Craig, how are you doing on this fine tread deadline day? I'm the most qualified person to speak on this because the the Blazers picked up all the Knicks rejects, so I know all about. Uh, I hope. know. I know all about hope and that this and, is, and disappointment when it comes to these players. So this is perfect. I, I'm excited to talk. <laughs> this is perfect. Like I, I when they got Reddish, I was like, oh, Craig will have a lot to say about that guy. And now Knox was a draft pick from the yeah. Knicks a couple of years ago, ninth overall. Did you celebrate him? Did you buy a Knox jersey? Oh, I thought for sure. Sure. He's going to he's going to be our starting 3, averaging 21 a game. He's going to, you know, he's going to turn it to 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 a, you know, a, a Kobe Light. I mean, I saw it all. <laughs> Kobe we got Light. Cam Reddish. <laughs> Cam Reddish. I was like, this is exactly what we need. Atlanta yep. just doesn't know what they're talking about. Exactly. They couldn't turn a top 10 pick with with that kind of elite athleticism and and the ability to shoot into a starter, he scored twenty three in a game. I was getting the poster. I was taking down my Gerald Wilkins wow. poster, putting up my Cam Reddish poster, <laughs> and then he never then he never played again. All right, we're gonna have you break down those two guys in a minute, but first let's run through the deals. The Blazers send beloved. I say beloved because the t- teammates love them, fans like them. Josh Hart who in a short time made a nice impact. He did some good things here with the Blazers. He goes to your Knicks, who are very excited to acquire him because he's a nice addition to what they're trying to do, for Cam Reddish, who was a you know a Duke star, went to Atlanta, lottery pick, et cetera, et cetera, and a conditional lottery-protected first-round pick this year. And then he got a bunch of guys I'm not even going to mention because one's already gone. Some, some bench guys, we don't even talk about them. Let's not waste our time because I can't pronounce names, their names anyway. Then... They turn around. That was last night. Today, they sent um, one of those players out in a three-way deal that landed them Matisse Thibel from the 76ers, who's a good defensive player and not a good offensive player. Used to start for the Sixers. Now he's a backup only playing 12 minutes a game, which is a little bit of a red flag, but he does play defense. And then just recently, it came out. This kind of blew my mind that they traded Gary Payton II, I just got this confirmed as well, to the Warriors whom they got basically from the Warriors in the offseason as a free agent. He goes back to where he won a title. For what it turns out to be a three-way deal that gets them Kevin Knox from Detroit, who was a former Knicks lottery pick, and five second-round picks, which I don't know what they're going to do yeah. with all those second-round picks. Probably trade most of them all. But if they can pull off a Jokic out of one of those five, hey, it's a, it's a win, right? <laughs> or, That's what we're saying. Yeah, 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 you never know. So anyway, let's start with... Cam Reddish, whom at least we talked to Damien about him yesterday. Damien talked about how tough it was to lose Hart, who, by the way, everyone found out 10 minutes before tip-off, before player introductions. People were gathered around the phone of security guy uh, Rick Riley, looking at the phone, seeing that he, the Woj bomb popped, and he had been traded, Hart had been traded. Everyone dapped him up, said goodbye. He went to the locker room, and then they played a game without Hart. 
the, the name, obviously, Cam Reddish. So break this down for us since you've watched this guy play. What are your impressions on this six foot eight forward and what he could bring to this team? Dame believes in him. Dame said, I like the guy when he's focused, he plays good defense. He's going to pour himself into helping him develop. What do you think? So let me just say this. I've said, I've told you, we've talked about, they had to trade Josh Hart. They had to. It didn't make right. any sense to keep him. I said it over and over again. And I also said, but I don't know what you could get for him. And you said, well, you could package him and get somebody. Well, apparently they couldn't because they didn't. And <laughs> this trade is fine because you have, you get a kid. He's not a kid really anymore. I mean, he's, you know, he's 23. Three he's 23. He's 23. I'm just saying like, he's not yeah. 19 anymore. Right. He's not. It's a, in my opinion, you're all asking for a miracle, but you don't really expect him. I mean, you're going to give him the play, but two, usually your third franchise is not the charm in the NBA. Like two franchises give up on Unless you. Unless you're Lowry Marketing. It's not a great sign. <laughs> right. It's not. It's, it could be Lowry Marketing 2.0. Stop. <laughs> no, it's not. He could, but that guy was not. Uh, Cam Reddish's issues are not about his athleticism or. It is somewhat that he looks like he can shoot and he can't, but his problems are uh, <laughs> also related to to what he's doing as a teammate. Um, because the Knicks basically had four guys healthy, and Thibodeau was like, "Yeah, no, sorry, you're still not playing, dude. <laughs> you're still not playing. Like, I don't want you out there. Like, they wanted him gone. The Hawks, you know, wanted him gone. Uh, but why not go for it? You had to trade Hart. You get a potential first round draft pick." You know, might end up being four second rounds, and now the you know the Blazers have might have you know a record for second round draft picks. So I don't know what you do with that. You pray for a Jokic, right. right? A Draymond Green, roll the dice. Well, I get that trade. It's a good trade for both teams and Knicks. It makes sense. Hart's contract's expiring with an. I mean, it's an option. Of course, he's not going to opt in. He's going to become a free agent. He's worth. He can get more than one year at twelve point five million dollars. For the Knicks, it's perfect. He can't shoot just like the rest of the Knicks, but he plays defense. He plays hard. He can guard multiple uh, positions. Uh, he gets to play with his old um, Jalen Brunson. Great video. Everyone should look at the video of Jalen Brunson finding out at Villanova where they're going to retire his number that his old teammates join him. Don't let kids listen to it if you don't want them to learn the uh, certain curse word, but he was super excited. That's awesome. I get that trade. Makes total sense. It doesn't make them better. It doesn't, that trade did not make them better. They are worse off on the court to, you know, today than they are with Josh Hart. But you're going to tell me how the other, the other trades make them better. Well, I, I can't argue that in general, because if the Knicks gave up the pick, then clearly they feel like they're getting the better player. Okay. That's a given, but I will say this for this team, it needs size and length. And if, you know, I'm banking on, if I'm a Blazers fan, I'm banking on Billups and Reddish, excuse me, Billups and Dame to get Reddish to at least give effort on defense, which I question because that's what Thibodeau wants. If you play good defense for Tom Thibodeau, you're playing. And the fact that like you said he wasn't playing tells me that Cam Reddish wasn't getting it done. And plus his defensive rating was 115 as opposed to Matisse Thibel's defense rating, which is 104. Even last year when he started and played more, it was still 107. So he's obviously a, a, a better defender. If they can convince this guy, you play defense here, you're going to get on the court. That's all you need to do. We don't care about anything else. If you don't, you're going to sit your butt on the bench. 
If he can't respond to that, he's never going to respond, and he might as well just leave the league. So if you're a Blazers fan, you hope maybe those two can light a fire on him. If they do, you have 6'8 on the floor instead of 6'4. They were too little with Hart in the starting lineup. So if Redis doesn't work out in that regard, then you at least hope Matisse Thybul does. He obviously is already a really good defender, but he didn't play very much in Philadelphia for whatever reason. I don't know. But when he's on the court, he is disruptive. So for me, defensively, he replaces whatever Hart gave you. And offensively, what was Hart giving you? He was horrible. He couldn't shoot. He had he had the yips. He was like freezing on wide open threes. So he didn't lose any offense well, there. But you gain defensively in both of them if Reddish comes to play. The offense ranks fifth in the league in, def- in offensive rating. And you kept your 320-point score. So your offense is going to be fine. You're not going to miss Hart. But if you can just bump your defense from 27th back into the teens, which adding these two could do, and you get Winslow back, then you're a playing team. And that's probably the ceiling, but I think then you're better. Not you know a ton better, but just adding length and size, I think, makes you a little bit better because Hart at 6'4", as your, as your three, is just too much of a liability. So you add those two guys up and they don't get as many rebounds as Hart. So there's that. You know, I'm just saying, like, Hart's a good defensive If they're getting the minutes, player. if they're getting the minutes, they're going to get maybe, rebounds. Maybe. The guy averages nine rebounds a game. He's amazing. He can't finish at the rim and he can handle the ball. Like, he can't shoot. He's got the yips. No doubt. He, You're the one who's been telling me all the – for a year now that he can shoot. He just got the yips. Like he used to be able to shoot. He shot 38%. Oh, not not someone else. You know what's scary? I looked it up. He's only shooting 33%. He's certain 33% this year. It feels like he's shooting six. (laughs) You know, like it's not. I know lately it's been really bad. Now here's the thing about Reddish too. Look, I go ahead. He can't shoot. He looks like he can shoot, but he can't. But well, one year in Atlanta, in Atlanta, one year yeah. he shot thirty eight percent. He shot thirty eight percent on threes in Atlanta one year. And look at the other ones. Don't. <laughs> They're not good. They're not good. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I went through this. What you're going through and what you're saying, lived it. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, like, so, believed so, it. So before we get the knocks, give me your overall impression of Thibel. Yeah, he can play defense and he's bigger. I get it. Fine. But he can't. He he wasn't good enough to crack a rotation on a, on a very. They're a very good team, and so to me, guys that don't other teams don't want and don't play, that doesn't. You're hoping they're that they're wrong. <laughs> you're hoping they're wrong, but I, I, Josh Hart is better than both those guys. That's just the truth. And they they're if they're both in your starting lineup or getting significant minutes, you're probably not good. <laughs> because those guys, I mean, those guys could play for for other franchises, you know. Like that, there's a thing. Like you took uh, you took three guys that can't play that other NBA teams said, no, I don't want you on the court at all. Like I don't want you on the court. Like you are not in my rotation. So you're taking a guy that couldn't get in on a court and saying, you know what, they're wrong and they're going to be great. Kevin Knox is not going to be good. He's not going to be good. It's not going to happen. Like it's over, man. You, it's it. And if he does, yay, yay, you, you somehow a miracle happened. But when that many teams decide that a guy who was a top ten pick can't even play in the in a game, that that's a problem. And, and right, and the thing with Knox, like, like I look at his numbers, right, forty seven percent, thirty seven from threes, 
but only 5.6 points per game because he's only playing 14 minutes on one of the worst teams in the NBA. All those numbers come from come from games where they're either getting blown out right, or winning. Right. So mostly blown out. So it's all exactly. fake. None exactly. of it matters. Exactly. He, exactly. Look, I, I kept I waiting. They kept telling me he was doing great in practice. Every offseason he came back and they're like, now he's he's developed this, this, and this. And then he didn't. And then he went to a terrible team. We were like, well, he's got to play there. And they're like, nah, nah. We were thinking that, no, we don't believe you enough. All he, these guys didn't get, you know, Thibel. Reddish makes, look, you might as well roll the dice. He's an, he's a restricted free agent. So if, if he's garbage, you just, you know, and I hate saying that word. If he's not good, you just say bye-bye. And if he does something, you probably, you, you make him a deal and maybe he stays. I mean, Reddish is your best chance at having like a, a starter come from this. Uh, like a, and I, you know, sure, you could start Thibel as your defensive stopper, but you know what? I'm sorry. The Blazers are so bad defensively. They have to score 120 plus points a game to win. I mean, even last night against a Warriors team without Steph Curry, um, that were throwing the ball God knows where, they, they had to score 125 points to win. You know, I just, it is what it is. I, I can't sit here. If you're a Blazer fan right now, you're not happy. No matter what you say, even if you're right, Fentress, and they got a little better, tell me the summer's going to be huge, and I don't know what they got right now that turns into something really, really well, good. No, they, see, the people, okay. They, they, okay, I was told by an NBA source that Ant and some first-round picks could get you OG. Now, do you want to do that or not? And Sharp and, and, yes. and Matt Satterley's and could get – so they do have some assets. No, no one can sit there and tell me that Anthony Simons – and Shaden Sharp don't have value. They could they could give up. They could have given up the, the uh, protection on their current pick. It conveys to Chicago. Then they could trade 24, 26, 28. Um, and so there's things they can do. And then this Knicks pick, you know, if, if the Knicks make the playoffs, they get the pick. They have that pick the wheel and deal around the draft with. So there are some assets there to be had to make a move. The question is, are they willing to pull the trigger on those assets and, and move off of Ant and Sharp to, to get that star? Or do they say well, we're going to try and do it a different way? And if we can't, then we end up trading Damien, and then we we rebuild around Ant and Sharp. So, but but here's the bottom line. And I've been saying this for years. I'm gonna keep saying it until I'm proven wrong. The Blazers may never ever win an NBA title. Like it's just what happened in this at this trade deadline illustrates all of the worst fears for Blazer Nation. You couldn't go out and get a star player. You end up with, like you said, bench guys, right, from other people's teams. Meanwhile, the Lakers go out and get Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, and get rid of Westbrook. Malik Beasley, a nice bench player. And then they got um, – who am I forgetting? They, got, they just got Mobamba. There's, Mo. there's someone else they got two in, in the whole – the four. there were four players they got, and then they got Mobamba. So anyway, you could have used a Mobamba, who is a bench guy. We could argue about that. I would be a yep. third string center in Orlando, but he's big he's and he big. can block shots. You could definitely lose Be- use Beasley. Russell would have been redundant, but still a talent of that caliber you would want if you, you just, were a little taller and play at the three, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, the, the Lakers got better and they're right behind you in the race for the plan. The Warriors get GP back. So now they they firm up their defense a little bit. Obviously, that helps them. And then the the Mavericks got Kyrie Irving, which clearly helps them. And then the Phoenix Suns 
a team that went to the NBA Finals two years ago, who yeah. last year had the best record in the league, they got and who a this player. year had the best record until Devin Booker got injured, and has now won eight out of ten since, by the way, just landed Kevin Mother freaking Durant. If they don't have injury problems, there's no one in the West who's going to touch that team. When they're clo- they're not going to get blown out in a series very much. They're going to blow you out a couple times. Then in the two close games, they're going to win the win the series. How are you closing against CP3, one of the greatest functionally smart point guards ever, and Devin Booker, arguably one of the top three two guards in the in the NBA, and Kevin Durant, who is one of still one of the top five players on the planet? You're not closing out against that team. That team's closing you out. So if you're the Blazers, let's not forget they got. They got Aiton. They still got like Aiton. The like they didn't even lose he's Aiton got, to He's put up Durant. 30 and 15 like every game lately. They got, they got a legit rim protector to go along with Durant, who's a good defender too. Like, oh, yeah. They're unstoppable to me. Denver's going to be a threat. I think they're really good. But still, I'm I'm rolling with the Suns going to the finals. I think Boston would be a good series. Bucks would be a good series. They'd roll right through Philly, though. But anyway, my point is, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, if you're Damian Lillard, and your whole thing is we need to get a star. No, you need to get two or three stars because this is going to keep happening all the time. The rich are going to always get richer because that's how the NBA is. There's always star crybaby stars somewhere. Oh, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, trade me, trade me. And where do they want to go? They want to go to teams that are already contenders. None of them want to go somewhere and actually build something. They want to go somewhere where they have a perfect chance to win. That's always going to happen, and it's never going to be Portland, ever. Unless you get lucky in the draft. Right. So you, so, you get lucky in the draft. And that's the argument you, people have. you trade Dame, you get a bunch of picks, and yep. you start over and you hope you get lucky, you hit on somebody. But you know what? Even well, if the Blazers did that, even if the Blazers did that, how do we know Simons is going to want to stay in Portland on his next contract? How do we know Shaden Sharp's ever going to re-sign? He can blossom into a star and then in four years be like, I want to live in Portland. Get me out of here. We don't know. So well, it's just what it's you do know is exactly what you said. It. If you're a contender, People might stay, but that's where the frustration as a blazer, you know, fan, I can understand it. Like we're, we were talking like, you know, you know, that of course the blazers should try to get Durant and of course they should trade Simons and sharp form and picks in the end, the Suns were the team Durant wanted to go to and the blazers couldn't touch what the Suns gave up. I mean, like the, the well, blazers, yeah. if you, if you, you gave up and sharp and picked, uh, you could. No way, man. Have, no well, way. Well, that trade two 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 guys. Wait, 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 wait. Two you would guys take that, you would take bridges. You would take bridges and Johnson over Ant and Sharp. Yes. You're drunk. Absolutely. You're absolutely drunk. Absolutely. So you don't think that much of Shane Sharp then? If you don't think Shane Sharp's gonna become better than no, Mikhail no, Bridges. I don't know what Shane Sharp's gonna be. You don't think he's gonna be better Cam than Bridges? Johnson's good. Cam Johnson's a good role player. That's it. He's a he's cat. He's a good role player. Bridges Sharp, Sharp hat Bridges. Bridges what? Averages 17 a game when he's the 17th option on the team. Okay. And you don't think Sharp's going to be better than that? You don't think Sharp's going to be better than that? I don't know. I'm trying to win a title with, with – right now I'm trying to win a title with Damian Lillard. If you traded those two and got Kevin Durant, you would be way better. And if you t- traded – right now, if I had those two guys and, and um, Damian, I'd be better. Simons plays on one side of the court, man. There's a whole other side. It's really important. You're the one who keeps saying it. I'm and talking, Bridges wait, is wait, wait, all not, he's all world. Hold on. He's hold all on. world defensively. And hold he averages 18 a game okay, on a dude, team he, where he's the fifth option. Okay. Okay. Are you done? Okay. We're not talking about I'm not what done. the Blazers. I'm never we're talk, done. We're not talking about what the Blazers 
would benefit from right now. We're talking about the Nets. If I'm the Nets and I'm rebuilding, I'd much rather have Ant and Sharp than, than Bridges and, and Johnson. Johnson is what he is. He's not getting any better. Ant is still growing and Sharp well, they probably knows so. going to be a star. What do you mean they didn't think so? They didn't. They were never going to entertain Portland because KD said, send me to Phoenix. They, you can't yeah, say they, they rejected that. We didn't well, know they, that was offers. What you just said that. wasn't even accurate. They, they, that wasn't even on the table because that wasn't even a discussion because and we don't know if the said, Blazers, I want to go to Phoenix. And we don't know if the Blazers were willing to do it either. No, we don't know for sure. But yeah, there's no sure. doubt. We already know sure. it's been reported. He said, send me to Phoenix. They sent him to Phoenix. Anyway, so the, but the bottom line is that's what's always going to happen. Because it's happened for decades. It's going to continue to happen. And it's one thing to not get a guy. It's another thing to watch already te- teams that are already better than you add more dudes. You can't compete with that. There's n- The best case scenario right now for the Blazers, they get into the play on, playing. Maybe they get to the playoffs as an eight or seven seed and they get rolled right out 4 one because they can't roll with those better teams. They just the top two or three teams in the league. They just can't, especially when it's going to be Phoenix. And oh my God, we haven't talked about New Orleans yet. They get they had the best record in the league until Zion got injured. So when Zion comes back, we're come like, back. I see five teams that could just sweep the Blazers right out of the playoffs. And so if you're Damien, and I know Damien's loyal, there's a difference between being loyal and one day both both parties saying, you know what, it's time. Because I I personally, and I'm not saying Dame should think this, everyone keeps trying to tell Dame what he should think, what he should feel. I personally think it would be sad if he never got a chance to compete in, on that stage. And you know, to to be in the in the in the NBA finals with the team and a chance to perform, try and perform at a high level to help a team win a title. I think that would be a waste. I think it would be sad. I'd hate to see it. I get that he's loyal, but you know, if, if I were his agent, I'd be like, man, go because he can he could leave and then come back if he wants to finish his career in Portland. Maybe that's the strategy. Maybe you trade Dame for a boatload of picks and young stars. He goes somewhere else, wins a title, and then comes back after you hit on a couple of those picks and rejoins Sharp and Ant and is that 36, 35-year-old point guard, just like Chris Paul, who brings some calm to the storm, helps guide, a, guide the team to the title. That might be the best path, really, to win a title with Dame. Because I don't believe them they're, they're going to acquire another talented star or multiple stars to with Dame to compete against what's going to happen around the rest of the NBA. I would definitely watch that movie. That's a great movie <laughs> script right there. Like I'll watch that. That's essentially what LeBron did. It's essentially what LeBron did, right? It's what LeBron did. Yeah, I guess. He left he's Cleveland. LeBron, he's 38. He's, he's not – he's no. leading everyone because he's amazing. No, no, no. Yes. I'm, so I'm saying that's what he did with Cleveland. He left Cleveland. He yeah, sucked, he got Kyrie, then had a number on one pick. No, I know, but still, I'm just saying, he left with a title. Cleveland got a number one pick in Kyrie, yeah. then they got another number one pick, they blew, and then they got another one that they flipped for love, and then LeBron came back. So all I'm just saying is that, that that might be the best path possible for Lillard to win in Portland because I just don't see any star on the horizon who's going to say, I want to go to Portland. No, I, I can't. I know you agree. If you're Damian Lillard, honestly, at some point in time, if you, you have to believe what the guy says, right? The guy has always been honest. He wants to play for a championship. It's really important for him. He wants to do it in Portland, but he's got to wake up. You know, he's got to be right now eating his lunch going, man, the summer better rock. <laughs> like they better kill it in the summer. Like Dude, we better, I mean, I don't see it. And eventually He's done enough in Portland that if he go if he asks to get traded, no one is going to hold it against him in this area. No one. He's not going to come so. back to Rip City and then be like, like even Clyde. You know, people got there was a different situation and all that. But if Clyde wanted to be
be more a part of Portland, he would be embraced and loved. You know, he just doesn't come back here. He's kind of, the you know, the Rockets are his thing now. Um, I don't, he doesn't have to worry about his legacy in Portland. He's the all-time leading scorer. He gave them every opportunity to, to you know, to win. Like he said, do it. I want to win here. I want to win here. He's never asked out. It's crazy if he doesn't ask out eventually. Like it's it's not right. Like that's what that's what players want to do. They want to win championships. This guy shows up in regular season games. He wills them to wins over mediocre Warriors teams, risking his body, doing everything he can to win a regular season game against the Warriors. That guy deserves mm-hmm. to play for an NBA championship. He deserves we deserve to, we, to see we, it. And we, as fans, deserve to see a guy like that <laughs> yes. on that stage. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's, it would almost be a crime to not be able to see, to witness that, to see it happen, whether he succeeds yeah. or fails. And it's just, like, and I, you know, look, I, I've gone on record numerous times saying that he's going to give them, I mean, he's going to give them a little bit of time, but when it becomes obvious that it's over, I think that there's going to be a mutual understanding that it's time to make a move. And I think it, and if, and if it doesn't, and if he's like, no, I'm good, whatever happens, happens, I'm just going to stay here, then more power to him. That's his, that's his choice. That's his career choice. Yeah, I just question if that's going to happen because the frustration level. I, I mean, seriously, you're sitting. Like, it's not like Damian Lillard's a jerk, right? If he was, a, if he was a a diva, difficult p- person to deal with, yep. and no one liked him, then you could say, "Oh yeah, I want to go play with that clown in Portland." But dude, he's 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 like the ultimate teammate guy and good dude. He never gets in trouble. He never says anything controversial. He he. He flies straight. He's he's a he's a guy. His wife and three kids and the twins and you know he's Jesus. Just like he's the perfect guy you'd want to play with. That's why it was so mind blowing that Kevin Durant consciously said, "I want to play with Kyrie instead of playing with LeBron or uh, Damian." It makes no functional logical sense, and that's why Durant just wasted three years of his life in Brooklyn with that knucklehead. He could have been in Portland and probably already had a ring, but no. He can't come to Portland, and it's not it has nothing to do with Dame. It's Portland and the market, and people want to be in bigger markets. Blah 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 blah. But it's I, that just makes me even feel doubly sad for Lillard because he does everything right to where people should be lining up to come play with him. But instead, he is going to have to go play with someone elsewhere if he's going to want to win a title. Yeah, it's it's <sighs> uh, it's it's everything you said is frustrating. Kevin Durant is weird, right? I think if you want to play in New York, he should have played for the Knicks and don't won a championship there because winning in, in the Knicks is different than winning with the Nets. Uh, but you know, he wanted to go to New York, and now he wants to go to Phoenix, kind of the opposite in New York. Yeah. So, shocker. and he played it okay. Yeah, but you but know? yeah, that's just not the same. He, he's the biggest he's bandwagon jumper guy. in the history of the planet. Just ridiculous. I know. Your hatred for Kevin Durant is well known. I don't hate Kevin and, Durant. And I hate you have right. I like Kevin Durant. Part of the reason why I get so of mad course. at him is because I like him so much. I respect right. him so much as a player. I wanted to see him be that guy, not run around chasing rings yeah. and jumping on bandwagons. It's just embarrassing. Anyway, um, what else we got? I don't know. I think we covered it. I think that we're we're speaking. You know, we're, this is raw, right? We haven't like this is just us seeing the deals like everyone else and just going these feelings. But I would just say, like, I get why Blazer fans are frustrated. No matter what, the when you're hoping for a big swing and you don't get one, and then you watch the Suns do it, 
You're like, are you kidding me? They were already in the finals. They have enough stuff to get this. And yes, it's bad because you're I right. Know. You wanted to go there. Sucks. Sucks. You know, it's just tough. Like, you're right. Why won't, why can't we get that? And when the Lakers, the Lakers somehow created a good team, you know, from like, from like two, from two sticks and a, and a Russell Westbrook. Like, I don't know. Like, it's crazy. So I get the frustration. Um, two sticks today, and a Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like, what the heck? How did they do it? Thomas like, Bryant. I don't know. Why, could, why couldn't the Blazers, I know why couldn't the Blazers get in on Thomas Bryant? Why couldn't the Blazers get in on Why that? couldn't they? I, I don't – why couldn't they get in on that? Right. Why couldn't they get on Mo Bamba? Like, why couldn't they get on some big dude? James Wiseman, like, went – you know, that would have been something that would have been interesting and fun. Maybe he turns into that. I don't like – I you know, it's just frustrating and I get it. And now, what do we do for the rest of the season? <laughs> like, you watch – they're going to be mediocre at best. That's it. There's no miracles happening, right? This team – Hey, Cam Reddish, baby. That's what you got to hope. You go to sleep tonight hoping Cam Reddish is going to be great. Okay. They've won six of nine now, I think. Um, so they're playing better. The offense is money. They did get better defensively. They're going to get Winslow back. I think defensively they're going to have an uptick and be better. The offense is already good. So I do believe that they're going to, at the very least, be in the play-in. Um, they have to, but you got to fend off the Lakers right now for that to happen. Because the Lakers are right behind you, and they just added a bunch of dudes, and the teams in front of you um, are not—you're not necessarily better than those teams. Utah, right? Utah and, and they, OKC Coach could they got better. Utah, Utah, right, and OKC. We're right behind you right now. The Blazers are tenth at this moment. Yeah, right. So no, you're, but you're behind. You're already ahead of them, barely. Um, so yeah, I think if, if you can't fend them off, then you don't deserve to be in the discussion anyway. The question is, can the Lakers? catch you now when they're only two games behind you. Do yes. I think you have enough your yes. Portland to to catch Golden I no. mean to catch Golden State? No. Minnesota's ahead of them? No. Cat comes back? Eh. And then the Pelicans are ahead of you and Zion's no. going to come back. And then the Clippers, right? So none of those teams you're better than. So to me the best unless there's injuries, by far the best case scenario is you hold on to 10 and that means fending off the Lakers and the Jazz and the Thunder who are right behind you. Um, but I just can't see much beyond that. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe Minnesota, they did beat the Pelicans at, when the Pelicans were at full strength without Dame. I mean, you know, so there's some maybe ifs, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I just don't see it. And so then you get in the play-in, you know, can you win two games if you're 10 to get into the eighth seed? I don't know. Maybe you might, but then you get swept by whomever you, you know, Denver, I think sweeps you or four, one Phoenix, if they climb up to one or two, they sweep you. Um, Memphis, I think would be probably four two. You lose it though. I think they could actually. I'm not. I'm not a big Kings guy. I think the Blazers match up well with the Kings. Uh, so anyway, the point is, play in first round exit. That's that's your ceiling for this team right now. Disagree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that's. I lose you. You, you oh, think okay. they? You know, right now, I think they're going to be worse. <laughs> so I think that, and they're under 500, right? Because okay. those other teams got better. You, bet? but, you, you know, bet? Oklahoma City. Want to bet? I know because I don't want to. I don't want to root against them. That's not fun. I don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that? I'm not a jerk. I would just like to say congratulations to GP two. He really wanted to stay with the Warriors and get a big contract. You know, a bigger contract, and he did. <laughs> Life is awesome if you're GP two. Like you're back with the Warriors and you got the money. Oh, that's a, like that's just a 
that that guy, that's that's a beautiful thing, right? If you're him. Off the top of your head, where does G where does GP2 rank in terms of hyped acquisitions not panning out? He gave you 15 games, 17 minutes per game, four points, 2.6 rebounds. <laughs> He was uh, to, I know Thien's on here, so Thien, you want to go get all the pie, all the all when they got him when when I said that I didn't like the deal and I kept saying I thought it was overhyped and that it wasn't that a difference maker. And when he came back, it wasn't going to be a difference maker. And now he's definitely not a difference. Hey, you got seventy two second round picks for him though, so you're gone. You're good. <laughs> you're good. All right, let's. Uh, I want to go back and delete every article I ever wrote about Peyton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. Man. Okay. Thanks for listening to the <laughs> very wild and crazy Blazer Focus Podcast Trade Deadline Edition. I think we'll do one more before the break and then we'll take some time off and then rejoin shortly after the All-Star break. Please click that subscribe button and give us a five-star ranking. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, I think the Blazers are going to be a playing team. Your man Craig does not. We will see what happens, and we'll talk about the rest of the season on the Blazers Focus Podcast. And the Blazers just waved Greg Brown the third. Oh. Oh.